Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Snippet, the short podcast platform. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the closet space. My name is Vic Ravindra, and every week I talk to amazing individuals who have come out of the closet in some form or another, whether they're part of the LGBTQIA community, or even if they've come out of closets we don't often talk about, like having an invisible disability or simply leaving their way of life behind. This week, I'm very excited to be able to chat with my guest, Maxwell Esposito. Like many of my guests, I met Maxwell through Learn the Words Bitch, a lip sync show hosted by Tony Soto at Akbar in Silver Lake. But Maxwell isn't just any ordinary attendee. He runs the show. Maxwell is open, inviting, and unapologetically his most fabulous self at all times, and anyone looking to do the same should take some notes. Without further ado, my conversation with Maxwell. Hello, Maxwell. Thank you so much for joining me in the closet space. Hi, Vic. Thank you so much. It is Vic. We go by Vic, right? Yes, my full name is Vikram for listeners who are unaware, but yeah, you can call me Vic. Great. My I, friends all do. Well, I'm a Maxwell, and people like to call me Max without asking me, so I just like to make sure that we are on the same page. I love that. Well, I love that um, owning your full first name, too, and you don't go, you don't hear about many Maxwells. No, that's why I would prefer to be called Maxwell. So when people are like, do you prefer Max or Maxwell? They're like, Max, right? And I'm like, no, call me Maxwell. Legendary name. Right that now. should be uh, also the name of your book when you eventually release it, Call Me Maxwell. I've written a few different titles of memoirs. I have like a plethora of them. They turn into names of books and chapters and different things. So, um, Well, you've got plenty of other titles too under your belt because you are also, like myself, a podcast host yes. uh, and a podcast producer. Yes. And uh, the show that you are currently hosting is Want to Be on Top with Shea Coulee. Yes. And you uh, talk about America's Next Top Model. You go deep dives into the episodes, talk about uh, contestants and makeovers and everything that came with that show. We're going to talk about that later. I have plenty of questions and plenty of opinions to share with you. And you also uh, produce uh, Very That. And you also produce uh, Learn the Words, Bitch, the live show at Akbar. Yes. I, some would say I'm a producer. And yeah. I've... This is my prod, my pandemic uh, gigs that I've picked up, and I'm really excited to be a part of them. It's been really fun. So, While you are uh, such a big part of uh, Los Angeles gay culture, it seems, maybe uh, American gay culture at large. Uh, These are all such nice titles you have for me. <laughs> um, thank you. Yes, I guess so. Um, I, I mean, I have a passion for networking and meeting people. I think... Growing up, my mom didn't let me leave the house a lot. So I think once I got permission to leave the house, I was like, I'm never going back. And I just want to meet every person along the way. Well, that's amazing. And you've met, I'm so glad to have been one of those people that you've met along the way. And sorry to drag you back to that house. But I want to ask about, you know, now you're this, uh, you know, this part of the gay community. But what about uh, 
younger Maxwell when you were living in that house with mom and she wasn't letting you go out many places and maybe you weren't out of the closet yet. How, how did you, uh, how did your journey uh, into the gay community start off? Um, that is such a, so this whole, that's such a funny question. When did I start introducing myself into queer culture? You know, I actually went to college with a girlfriend. I graduated high school with a girlfriend and we went to the same college and lived in the same dorm room by complete coincidence and I mean my school was very gay very LGBT friendly it was an art school Columbia College in Chicago and everybody kind of just thought I was gay like everybody just kind of assumed and then I would tell them I had a girlfriend and like the face crack of the century would happen (laughs) and um, I started working actually at Buffalo Exchange and I I actually in Chicago and Wicker Park and I, uh, the first time I ever hooked up with a person, I was like 10 years old and it was someone in my neighborhood, like one of my neighbors. And like, I don't know, it was just, I don't know, he was just my neighbor. It wasn't, I didn't even really think anything the of it. next door. Yeah, quite literally. And then like a couple people in high school that happened with, but I still had my girlfriend. And then when I came out, I actually like hated coming out. Like we just, I, I'm not sure when this comes out, but uh, National Coming Out Day just passed. And I always hated it coming out like I hate my coming out story because everybody knew I was gay like people in high school would make fun of me for being gay and like my peers and my friends who liked me would stick up for me and would just be like that's just him like shut up like we don't say anything about that so I'm very fortunate to have that experience but like I felt like I owed it to people to come out so I like made this big ordeal of like sitting people down or being like I have something to tell you and I would tell people And they would just be like, duh, or we knew, like, next. And I, like, was so mad because I was like, bitch, I'm sitting down and telling you something important. Like, why are you being like that? Like, so I stopped. I just stopped coming out. I did not, like, of course I say that I'm gay, but, like, the act of, like, sitting people down and, like, was, like, kind of traumatizing to me. Like, I didn't like that. And I didn't like that people responded because I was like, like, I'm sitting down telling you. Like, I'm only here because this big cloud of people above me have like told me that I need to tell you in this way. Like I'll never forget my best friend made me tell my sister and she like sat me down when I was drunk and made me tell my sister. And my sister was just more like, I just didn't like that. I heard it from people at school, like, but I don't care. And I was like, well, yeah, duh. Like, of course you didn't. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Like, what, what is this conversation? And then, like, that was the most, one of the easier ones, I guess you could say. But, yeah, I, like, honestly stopped coming out. Like, I don't know if – I've never told people a lot of people in my family. Like, there was never a point where I was, like – like, I told my mom. I've told a couple of them. But, again, like, everybody was just like, oh, duh, bitch. Like, we know. So I was like, well, I'm not telling anybody. So I just stopped. Like, I've never told my dad. Um – so yeah, like that's just my life. I don't That's fascinating though, because coming out isn't something that is really owed to anybody, but somehow I do feel like people, when they assume someone's gay, eventually will expect that you will tell them. It's it's like that kind of kind of gay retort. Also, no one ever tells me they're straight. Yeah, no, that's no one exact- ever tells me they're straight. That's no why one- I stopped. And I- it's so uh and that that conversation can be so offensive when they just naturally assume something about you. Um and it's never discussed, but then somehow you owe someone an explanation. Yeah, it's it's really weird, and I just didn't, 
I don't like it. Yeah, I don't think, like, people don't tell me they're straight. So, like, why do I have to sit there? And honestly, like, I always say, like, the blind know I'm gay. Like, you could just, like, listen to me and know that I'm gay. So, like, why do I need to make it, like, a formality? Like, why do I need to formally introduce myself as gay to you or anyone? Mm -hmm. That's so silly. Well, how how is that ever, has it, did that affect you uh, in a larger way? Just, like, feeling like you might have had, like, a feminine voice or a gay voice? Uh, Do you feel like taking ownership of that was like a, a, its own journey in terms of just outside of the sexuality? Um, so the journey with my voice is very weird just because like, obviously I didn't like it growing up. Like people always told me I was annoying sounding. Like I remember one of my friends told me that my, his mom didn't want me to come over when she was, had a bad day at work because I would make her headache worse. I mean, we were like 10, but like All 10-year-olds sound annoying. Yeah, right. Well, I stayed sounding annoying for a very long time. And I mean, I may even still kind of sound annoying, but that's okay. Um, I don't know. I always thought that was so weird because, like, if I, I can't change that. Like, I can't change the way my voice sounds. So I was like, in my head, I was like, well, hopefully it'll get deeper during puberty. But if it doesn't, like, how am I going to be less annoying to people? <laughs> so um, I just kind of got over it because... This is so silly, but when I was in high school, like, growing up, people would always say, um, there was always this joke that was like, does your mom know you're gay? Maybe you've heard this one. And you would say no, and people would be like, well, then who does know you're gay? You know, it's Uh, like, you know. Yeah. uh And I would go home. That was, like, the joke or the way to, like, call people gay without calling people gay in school. And I went home and I told my mom that. She goes, well, you just look at those people and be like, well, guess what? My mom loves me, and it doesn't sound like yours loves you. Hell yeah. Because, I mean, you're not treating people like that. And I was like, well, mom, you're right. That's a great idea. (laughs) And I literally did just go back to school. And the first time somebody said that, I turned around and I was like, well, my mom loves me, so... I don't know. It doesn't sound like your mom loves you. And nobody ever asked me that again. Hell yeah. I love that. So I guess I kind of always kept that narrative in my head too. When people be like, your voice is annoying. I'm like, eh, well, my mom loves me and I can't change my voice. Like there's nothing I could, I guess there are things we could do now with science, but yeah. RuPaul says it every day. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? And that is so true. Self-love is so important. We'll be right back with more from the closet space. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to The Closet Space. My conversation with producer and host, Maxwell Esposito, continues. You are now uh, working your way uh, into the larger LGBT scene of, of Los Angeles. You host many podcasts. So how did you uh, start like becoming a podcast host and producer? How did you kind of find your network among these uh, gay legends like Shea Coulee and Tony Soto? Um. Being a big old mess, um, <laughs> being tw- one, you know, 21 in the city. I mean, I met Tony and Shea Coulee just, like, being drunk at the club. Like, those were just, like, my friends. Like, that was the Friday night girls, the girls you bump into at the bar, your favorite friend on the flyer. So 
Um, yeah, they both went to Columbia College in Chicago as well, and people don't stick around Chicago. You either stick around or you don't, and we all happened to stick around and all ended up in the neighborhood and working in the scene. And, yeah, I, I just – I love meeting people and just, like, trying to be friendly with everybody. So when it sticks, it sticks, and those were just people it stuck with. I wanted to talk about a little bit about, like, femininity and uh, masculinity in the – gay culture, our gay community, maybe just about Los Angeles, but it definitely feels like it applies to gay culture as a whole, um, where um, feminine voices like you like you might have struggled with or not struggled with, but learned to embrace. Um, and um, and how femininity in, uh, while well, it's celebrated in culture like RuPaul's Drag Race, it might not be celebrated when it comes to dating or, it might, or just even friendships or... Uh, quote unquote, people finding you have like annoying, you know, s- silly things like that. Um, I just wanted to get your perspective on that. And just, well, also, cause you're also, you know, you are home to a safe space for all those kind of people. I mean, I think the concept of gender is so silly and it's not even just in our own community, like straight people, all types of people just don't understand gender. And it's all just two boxes Like, I've truly never felt like, no matter what way I'm presenting, I don't think I'm ever, people are ever truly happy or will, like, ever call me what I would like to be called in that moment. So I, like, quickly just gave up on that fantasy and just have always been Maxwell because I'm, like, so tired. I think it's just really silly to, like, to create uh, yourself in a box like that. It's, like... So I hope that people stop. I mean, I would love it for people to stop. And it does seem like as we, the youth get on TikTok and educate the elders about this, it does seem to be becoming more of a thing. But I mean, I think femininity should be welcomed everywhere. I think one of the things that is great about Top Model is how it does showcase femininity, femininity in a way that is celebrated and I think being feminine is so frowned upon even as women like being a too feminine of a woman to other women isn't like is a threat so like why femininity is such a threat is so silly so I I am thankful that we celebrate femininity at learn the words bitch I wish we would celebrate it more and I wish more femme presenting people would present themselves at the party but I also wish that every day in real life you know I always have been attracted to a strong female lead or a strong female presence energy I mean I think a lot of gay men do but um I think in particular I've always gravitated to that because it's always kind of in my brain it's always been wrong and like I've never wanted to be right so absolutely and and they say this a lot uh, just when it comes to the community, but it's like more often than not, it is the people in our community who are embracing or fully owning um, their femininity, who are victims of uh, hate crimes or any, and also leading the, the fight in terms of pride. So, and then it's a lot of the people who are uh, able to pass quote unquote pass in the masculine sense uh, that are, you know, either shy to share themselves or not quick to join the fight. Um, When I think a lot of the reason I don't, um, 
hide my femininity or like repress my homosexuality is because I haven't really experienced a lot of like hate crime or bullying. I've been very fortunate to somehow like have pretty gracious interactions with people. So I use that privilege and that experience to like give people a taste and to be like, this is not scary by the way. Like I could do this with you and this could be a total normal interaction and you could totally be aware that I'm a big old femi queen and like that's fine because like I know that there are a lot of people that are as feminine as me don't walk with that much conf- as much confidence and don't have the similar experience and privilege so I like use that to um, be a, an example to people that are not aware because I'm very fortunate to not have a many or any stories really like that. that. I mean, that's amazing to hear, but it's also the other th- part of that is just, uh, that's definitely why I invited you on the show because I feel like you are a walking example of just like being unapologetically yourself, just like really just like owning every part of yourself. It's, it's just, it's very admirable. Like, um, how, uh, yourself you are. I think that's the, what I want the show to be. It's like just meeting people who are incredibly themselves. Uh, and, letting anyone else out there who's like, I don't know how to be myself. I don't know how to do that yet. Or I don't know or how to share that part of myself yet. Like just meeting and or hearing from people like you uh, who are just so unafraid to just be like, this is me. Uh, I don't plan on changing it anytime soon. Uh, and in, pl- <laughs> in fact, I probably could become more myself over time. So uh, get used to it. I love, I just love that attitude and people who live that way. And especially who live that way in such an open way for other people to see it and feel it. Yeah, I definitely want to be a leader for my peers because I had really great leaders. So I'm very thankful for those people. So I like have to, I feel like I have to pay it back and I want to pay it back with, um, no, um, no need for like people to pay me back. You are one of the very few people I know, uh, in like in a circle of someone I would consider a friend who got COVID uh, I, uh, and you got it very early on, like in a very scary phase of it uh, where it was like a lot was unknown. There was no vaccine. Like I, I was like, as soon as I saw your, your post sharing that um, I feel like that is a, a little bit of a closet because you, it is like, you have to tell you, it's like a disclosure thing where you have to just be like, you know, this, this is something about me that I have to share and it is, it affects my health and it affects my world and it affects the people around me. So what was that like? I'm sure it must've been insane. Um, and how did you manage your way through it? It was definitely wild. Thankfully, I had my partner to be with me. He also tested positive for COVID. So we both had it together. And it was a wild journey. I mean, I would definitely not wish it upon anyone. I mean, was it the worst ailment of my life? No, I feel like I've definitely had worse flus but I mean especially at that time there was so much unknown about it that it really was like daunting to even like take a nap and I know that sounds so silly but like I mean at that time people really were like taking naps and not waking up from them which is not funny but like that was the reality um yeah I lost my taste I thankfully got it back as an Italian that without taste but yeah it was I mean it was kind of scary but I did post that because yeah, I don't know. We were hearing about all these people getting COVID. And at the time I got COVID, I only knew one other person. And yet, like, on the news, like, people were getting it left and right. And I still, 
I didn't even really know people who knew people at that time. Like it was still right, yeah. such a, it was so niche at yeah. the time. So very indie at the time. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I kind of just wanted to be like, Hey, I got this because like, I know people were going to get it again and come to find out lots and lots of people got it afterwards. So I don't know, I guess in, I kind of wanted to bring some sort of normalization to it because I don't know, it seems like it was our new normal for a while. People just getting COVID. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was funny. I mean, nobody really, I didn't have anybody like reach out and be like, I don't want to hang out with you afterward. Lots of nice people reached out. Like people I didn't even know gave, brought me food. It was really nice. So, um, I had a really, again, thankful experience. I had no lasting side effects. I have friends that never got their taste or smell back. I had friends that like can't run you know, they used to run marathons. Now they can't even run down the street. So I'm very thankful none of that happened to me. So, I mean, that is a crazy experience. One for the books. But yeah, uh, the, again, that living book history we were talking though. about. Yeah. Yes. You know, somebody texted me afterward and said, you're a survivor. And the way that my head flipped upside down when they said that, because I mean, it's true. I mean, I did survive COVID. Uh, Maxwell, where can my listeners uh, find you if they want to uh, hear more from you and uh, dig in more about your life? Well, you could definitely keep up with me on um, Instagram at Maxwell Esposito. I'm also on Twitter at me, that's M-E underscore L-G-B-T-N-A. Nice. And um, you can hear me on Wanna Be On Top, hosted by Shea Coulee, um, every Monday. And you can hear me on the Tony Soto Show every Wednesday. And come to learn the words if you're in Los Angeles every first Monday of the month, every first Monday of the month at Akbar in Silver Lake. Well, I'll probably be there too. So hopefully, yes, we see both probably of you. doing something amazing. I mean, really, we should. Next episode I come on, we should just talk about you and your amazing performances. Oh my gosh. Because I could talk about your carry number for the rest of my life, but we're trying to wrap this up. So I, I will spare the audience. Thank you so much. And yeah, maybe Google my carry number if you have the time. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Is that available on Google? <laughs> This conversation with Maxwell brought me back to the old days of people thinking I was my mom when I picked up the phone. It made me so self-conscious that you could hear the gay in my voice. But listening to and watching Maxwell proudly embrace himself makes it easier for those around him to do the same. Myself included, Henny. And now his voice can be heard on multiple podcasts alongside his peers in the Queer Hall of Fame. Sounds like someone is on their way to becoming America's next top best friend. Until next time, I'm Vic Ravindran, and thank you so much for joining me in the closet space. Bye.